0: with myself Ben Rumble and my colleague Brad Wheeler is running a little late. Hopefully he'll join us very soon there. But we've got our special guest waiting in the wings here to talk to us. So, yeah, we'll bring him in very soon. But uh, first, I'm got to make sure that we give thanks to our sponsors there. Uh, to uh, Firstly, that we're, it's brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts, from hard and protection parts, including skid plates and radiator bases, to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impedikits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear lever all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. Also, massive thanks to Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plus suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off road dealership for more information. Uh, We're also fueled by Gulf Race Fuels across sports cars, single seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The Gulf Brand is associated with winning, whatever the discipline. And also, massive thanks to Even Strokes. So go to evenstrokes.com for all your biking needs. Uh, use my colleague's special code: Brad Wheeler ten. That's Brad Wheeler one zero, and uh, that will get you ten percent off any of your purchases uh, that can go through evenstrokes.com, uh, which directly supports MX Vice and helps us bring you uh, this content and amazing guests such as our special guest this evening: 2021 250cc East Supercross champion, a four times main event winner. And about to make a foray into world supercross after a supercross season in the AMA on the factory Honda. Welcome to the show, Mister Coke Nichols. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No, great <laughs> to have you, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it, it still seems so recent that you were the man on a 250 in the east uh, in the east region. It's just like yeah, you were yeah. you were there, and then like the crash at the start 22. It's like man, it's just so 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 weird. So. Um, yeah, you've had a year on the factory Honda. How would you assess your your Supercross campaign? How, how did you enjoy it? I mean, you made it through, which is better than a lot did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we missed a few rounds for sure. Um, you know, missed the two at the end and then that little stint in the middle with Daytona and a few of those others. But, uh Overall, it was good, man. It was such a good experience. Those were, you know, world-class guys to work with and uh, a lot of really good talent around me, you know, with the Lawrence brothers and, and Sexton. And um, I was just trying to learn. I was trying to be a sponge learn as much as I could about the bike and, you know, the riding and the training just from listening, you know, in on, on these guys talk. and um, Yeah, just, just try to learn and apply what I can next year and, uh, yeah, see if we can obviously do a little better and be in the running. 450 season is always usually tough. You know, that rookie season is hard, you know, to make all the races and, um, you know, go to the different tracks, the different disciplines, the travel, kind of everything. Uh, the competition, obviously, is, is second to none. So uh, it was a good experience. I, I learned a lot. I felt like I was just starting to get the bike really underneath me there at the end. And, um, yeah, then I ended up not getting to finish. So that was a bummer, but that's usually the way it goes. So uh, it, it was good, though. Like I said, I learned a lot, you know, about the bike and myself what I like what I don't like and uh, overall it was, a, it was a good productive season but next year I'm definitely aiming to be a, a lot better off than we were this year so
0: we'll see Yeah and you've, you've had uh, West you've ridden both West and East Coast in your time on the 250 which was um, yep. yeah not uh, not too short a time Now, I mean you, you had a, a bit of an extension to your 250 career was it mainly down to injuries
1: and things like that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have obviously been out of that class earlier, but just the way it worked out, it uh, you know we stayed and um, just being injured, never really making full seasons. Uh, I did my my second year and. In- 2016 that was my first full season uh, mm. that i made um and then 19 and then 21 so yeah we were just kind of injured all the way in between so luckily star racing stayed beside me and kept re-signing me even though i was hurt which was pretty cool uh, and yeah. pretty rare so uh yeah it feels like a lifetime ago since we were on the <laughs> on the light spike but uh, i had a good good run with those guys man they, they kept sticking behind me and i was glad i was able to deliver a championship and uh that was special it was a cool year we did really really well that year and uh yeah i'm just a, a good time on the 250 but time to move up and try and tackle this 450 class
0: yeah nice one and um uh, I take it then the Honda deal was just for Supercross then before Jet came up to the 450 in the in the outdoors was that always the case and did you have your eyes on WSX from the very beginning in that sense
1: um in a way maybe but you know last year I was scheduled to do the WSX and um I was scheduled to do it on a 250 with Rick Ware um oh, and okay. the Honda deal came up and that wasn't gonna work if I did WSX. I had to get out of that deal to do the Honda thing. And luckily those guys were just really cool about it and understood the situation. Um, they they just said, hey, if you're gonna race WSX the next year, then we want we want you first. And I was like, okay, you know, fair enough. So um, the Honda deal was always originally just Supercross only, um, you know, I, I hoped that maybe there would be a spot there, but um, that would have been a rare situation if there was, you know, all the guys were healthy um, going into outdoors. And, um, you know, I knew that was gonna be a long shot. So, so for me, I knew it was kind of one of those things like, hey, I could only be here for a few months, you know, but yeah. this is an opportunity of a lifetime. You got to take it. Um, so I took it and ran with it and it was great. I mean, I, like I said, I learned a lot. It was an awesome. I mean, such a good group of dudes to work with from Lars and, um, you know, crew chiefs, my mechanic, Jordy. just everyone was just really, really cool. So, um, yeah. So then once we did that, I was like, OK, well, what's what's next? You know, I don't want to be sitting around all summer. Uh, I want to go race and. I I just didn't know how I was going to do that. Then the WSX thing popped up, and uh, it just seemed like a really good opportunity. You know, it's a it's a good way to make some money, and um, uh, it seems like a cool series. You know, something I wanted to be a part of. So um, I I jumped at the bit. You know, me and Rick Ware got everything figured out, and uh, yeah, now riding the Cowie for for this whole program, and uh, I'm just excited. Man, New, new adventure, new everything. You know, I get to travel the world and get to go race. You know, so didn't didn't get much better than that.
0: No, absolutely. And you, you really are traveling the world because, I mean, unlike last year's sort of two round gig and uh, I was there on the first one at Cardiff, which was, yeah, pretty, pretty insane. And um, I was working for uh, a, a paper, I believe, a newspaper. We still had one uh, up until last year in this country. But uh, Yeah, so I was covering that for, for the paper and... Um, Try to make sure that every every guy I spoke to, especially people who had ridden AMA, what's the track like? You know, is, is it legit? You know, is, is it is it a bumped-up arena cross or is it you know a, a AMA standard sort of thing? And people like Justin Bogle were like, yeah, the track's legit. You know, it, it's definitely sort of uh, up there. So uh, that yeah. was pretty pretty awesome. And then yeah, this year you're going to. Obviously, Birmingham first in two weeks' time, which is literally an hour up the road from me. So, um, yeah, looking forward to going nice. to that. And, um, yeah, it should hopefully have the press passes coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then you got France, Singapore has been announced, yeah. um, Germany, Canada and Australia. Have you been to any
1: of those before? Are those complete new horizons for, for you, or have you been to Canada? I'm guessing maybe. Uh yeah, no, not to race or anything. We went to no, um, I went to Italy for a little vacation in, in 2019. I went to Canada for a race at the end of 2018. Um, I did some racing in you know South America, Costa Rica, Peru, stuff like that, but uh, never, never anywhere over there. You know, to, a lot of new adventure for me, especially for racing. So uh, it's exciting, man. Like I said, you get you get paid to travel the world, and you know, get to try and tackle a world championship. That's what i'm trying to do so uh, i think i got a really good shot man i've i just started riding this kawasaki and i'm pretty pretty happy with how everything's going to be honest i'm surprised how comfortable i feel how quickly it's it's gone so uh, i'm just excited you know there's a lot of room to grow you know all the way till the last round in november and uh that's exciting for me good good period it's a really good bike to start from so and i'm pumped We're, we're gonna try to go after this thing see if we can get one yeah, well, it's been difficult to nail you down for this because you've been riding so much. So is
0: that just yeah. literally trying to adapt to the bike? Is it, and uh, that, that's quite a program in that case, in that sense. Then, if Rick Ware is uh, getting getting you out right on that bike so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's been kind of an interesting situation just because I I got hurt at Denver Supercross, um, you know, what would have been the next last round. And uh, I wanted to race Salt Lake, but my knee just wasn't quite ready yet. I actually cracked the top of my fibular head um, on the on the right leg and then did a little bit of almost had a tear on my LCL. Um, And they were pretty nervous about ripping that thing because then I would have had to go in and have surgery. So um, so we played it safe. And that's why I was I was off the bike for about four weeks. Um, Then once I started riding again, I was I was on the Cowie first day back when i started riding um so it worked out you know it gave me some time to kind of get the bike you know at least get one here one that i could ride and we weren't rushing around trying to get everything done so uh it worked really well um this is my second day riding supercross yesterday on the bike and it's a really good platform i'm I'm racing pretty much exactly what savachi had last year we kind of just mimicked everything since we don't have much time to test right now so yeah uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. It's been a really good transition, you know, going from the Honda to this thing and uh, I'm pumped, you know, it's, um, I feel like it suits me well. So that makes me excited to, uh, to race this series for sure. Yeah. Nice one. And, um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on going to
0: these, these new countries? I mean, uh, obviously the, the team has already done the UK and Australia. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I suppose they've advised you on the way the pits are set up because it's this like strange sort of partitioned, um, like makeshift workshop with no, truck there you know in yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the car park somewhere and you've got this uh, yeah you've got this massive um, sort of setup there so yeah have you been told much about that and have you seen your nice printed
1: backgrounds yet <laughs> no i haven't quite got to see that yet um but but i'm excited for all that man it's gonna be new you know for me obviously i've i've kind of been a little bit all over you know I, I raced arena cross my first year in 2014 um yeah. so i kind of knew what that whole side was like and then Going from that, stepping into the, um, you know, the pro stuff, you know, going into the, you know, the semis of of racing Supercross and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't think I'll be shocked, I guess, by anything, you know, whether it's what I think it will be or not. Um, but it's just something that's going to be cool, you know. It seems like it's a little more laid back in a sense um, with, with the riders and the teams and the pit setups and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's kind of together in this big thing, which I think is going to be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I haven't known much about it you know i'm just kind of showing up at this point i don't really know a whole lot of what's going on Uh, i was just trying to make sure i got some time on the bike and if i felt comfortable i'm like the rest of the stuff we'll we'll take care of that when we get there so uh we're kind of one thing at a time but uh for the most part man I'm, i'm really really excited i think it's gonna be a cool adventure and um yeah i mean i i I think the team's got it somewhat figured out with, with how it worked last year, so I'll just try and tag along and not be in the way for the most part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick looked um, super cool on the series. looked like he really uh, was, was was keen to be a part of it because he was there in the press yeah. conferences and, uh, yeah, <laughs> talking to all the guys and really enthusing, enthusing about uh, how it should go. So to increase it from two rounds to six is pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, just a, a thought, though. is it? Do you think it's starting to take away already from the sort of – uh, you know, we're seeing such a depleted lineup in the nationals as it mm-hmm. is anyway. Um, and then, of course, there's lots of excitement this week that Kenny's going to ride at uh, High Point. So, uh, but again, that is only a temporary thing because then he's going to go off and do World Supercross. So, um, is this going to be a, a bit of a, a change? I'm just intrigued
1: to see how the the sport copes with this extra series. Uh, how do you think? Yeah, it's- um- Honestly, I the, the reason why it makes it so interesting to me, like this little split we're having right now, and we're kind of at a weird kind of cross point, I, I think, uh, or a crossroad right now, and um, it it's just interesting because it's all manufacturer-based, right? Like the Chase Sexton's and, you know, Jet Lawrence, um, you know, the factory Honda guys, the factory Cowie guys, all these factory guys, the Cooper Webbs, all these guys um, – can't go race wsx you know like there's this big manufacturer battle you know against the world supercross because they all tried to come together for the smx series yeah um, which i can understand you know i, I get kind of i see every side of it but you know just as adam bailey spoke before like hey we're just trying to grow this sport you know we're not trying to interfere with supercross yes we may overlap with some of the outdoor series but we're not trying to um get in the way of supercross we just want the sport to be bigger and i think that's awesome like that's a really really cool thing and yeah uh, i think i'd you know You know, I respect Adam a lot for going out and being very upfront about what his goal is and um, what he's trying to do with this series. And that's something that I want to be a part of because I think it's pretty cool. You know, I've said from the get-go, I felt like as a motorsport, you need to take it worldwide, you know, because motorsports is bigger in other countries than it is here for some reason. So... I think it's great. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to affect a lot of guys, but for me, it puts me in a position to where I'm like, okay, I either pay out of pocket to go race outdoors, which I would have done this summer if I didn't have a WSX opportunity, or you end up riding for a team that is certainly not at a factory level, um, and you feel like you're kind of suffering a little bit, or you say, okay, I'm going to go race. WSX, make really good money, travel the world and, um, you know, try and build a bike that I feel like is competitive enough to, to go race on. And luckily, Rick has done that for me. So um, it's a really good opportunity and it, there's just not enough rides to go around, you know, that's, that's on a factory level on a 450. I mean, there's a bunch of really good guys that don't have rides in, in the mm-hmm. 450 class because there's just not enough to go around. Um, and it sucks. Obviously, everyone being hurt right now. It just makes it seem weird. You know, this is a, a rare <laughs> year where that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Of, you know, it's like sometimes it works that way, and sometimes it doesn't. But unfortunately, a lot of guys got hurt this year, and um, it, it just makes the field a lot more depleted. But for guys like me, Savachi, you know, even McElrath, like guys that have won a lot of two hundred and fifty races or champions or whatever, um, you know, there's there's nowhere for us to go. You know, there's there's no opportunity anywhere. So um, I, I think that's why you're seeing the biggest divide. You know, for guys to go, then having Kenny commit was a huge deal. I mean, he's one of the biggest figures in our sport. You know, he's he's just such a huge name for for Supercross and Motocross and what we do. So um, to have him commit, I think, was a really big deal for for WSX. So um, I think that was huge, you know, for them to kind of legitimize the series a little bit. And I'm hoping, you know, if we can figure out a way to, you know, try and get there next year, too. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see how this year goes and, you know, kind of try and get some stuff sorted. But, uh, no, I think it's a good look for those guys. And it's just exciting, you know, one more opportunity for for guys like me to hopefully extend our careers and, um, you know, be around and have a good place to make money and Good rise and good opportunity, and um, hopefully, like I said, the, the biggest goal of everything is to grow the sport. That's it. If we can grow the yeah. sport, I think we're winning. You know, um, it just sucks if um, it gets killed because of that. You know, but if we can grow it, I think it's a win for everybody for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the MXGP series
0: is just about to go out to Indonesia for two weekends. Um, I'm lucky yeah. enough to be able to get a nice uh, TV commentary job out of that. So I'm quite uh, quite pleased about that. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so yeah, Discovery Plus, if anyone's listening, get to Discovery Plus, <laughs> you'll hear me come and take, so. <laughs> uh, Just a quick oh, plug. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there does seem to be some resistance. You know, we get this sort of um online reaction like why are they going out there and and that's the, i always think that's a bit sad you know because i mean it, it's legitimate they can run the event there there's always massive amounts of fans at these places uh yeah. i guess uh, the travel cost is, is what most people are thinking of and uh, mm-hmm. that cuts the mxgp field down to the 20 somethings or even less if you're uh if you're yeah. unfortunate but um yeah it is great yeah. to see that it's going out to singapore and and places like that so um great stuff um but i um, can imagine the phone might have been ringing has it with some of these injuries have, have uh had any phone calls tempting you to try, try and tempt you uh, to take up an ama national ride to fit in for anybody
1: yeah i mean so so you know i uh <laughs> i think everyone knew that i was committed to, to doing wsx so um it's been kind of an interesting situation because even before that, you know the, you know the Husqvarna guys didn't didn't have anybody out there on a 450. Um, there was talks like RJ might have rode that bike, and you know he obviously stayed down and did the 250 class. But um, you know I, I know they they needed somebody for a while, but they were pretty full for next year. You know like they already have Malcolm and Christian for next year on a 450, and uh, other than that, there hasn't been a whole lot of people you know reaching out. Every team has at least one guy that they have at the moment. Um, so I, trust me, I tried, you know, I tried to figure out a way to, to make it all make sense. And, um, okay. for me, I just didn't feel like it did, you know, there was not a whole lot of opportunity with any factory teams for 24. Um, and that's unfortunate, but it's, it's the way it is, you know? So for me, I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to take an opportunity to, to go race, um, you know for essentially nothing and then at the end of the year for them to just be like hey thanks see you later you know so (laughs) uh, which which don't get me wrong i just want to go race period you know and and being on a factory team would be it'd be an honor you know for any factory team um that's that's where i want to be that's what i want to do um i'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways you know i'd like to stay and do the outdoor series and do all this kind of stuff but um you know opportunity just wasn't there and that's not on my doing it's just the way that it is sometimes (laughs) you uh, it's unfortunate, but it's just the way it is. And this, like I said, the WSX thing was a really, really good opportunity. So, um, you know, I, I would love to do some. I still, I think I'm going to try to do some outdoors in this big break we have between round two and round three. I'm trying to kind of piece together my own program and sure. um, see if there's a way I can make this all work. But uh, we'll see. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, um, a lot of phone calls, you know, trying to get things organized and see what's possible and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to race. You know, I don't want to sit at home all summer and just be doing nothing. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, we got six rounds of WSX. That's a priority. That's what I'm getting paid to do. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah. But if I squeeze in some outdoors in the, in the meantime, I'm, I'm definitely wanting to do it. So we'll see. You know, a lot, lot of stuff to figure out. But uh, if I can, that's that's what I want to do. Yeah, because I mean,
0: like you mentioned the the gap in the in the calendar there, and I'm just uh, looking up at my other yeah. moment, so That's why my eyes are going north there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we got uh, so you got yeah France is the 22nd of July, so that's yeah. just three weeks after yeah. Birmingham, um, and then you've got uh, yeah two months and a week <laughs> until the uh, Singapore race on the 30th of September. So um, yeah. sure. look, looking at how that that falls, that is literally the week after the SMX playoffs finish.
1: So uh, have you got in mind to take those on, and what would you be riding? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what we're working on. You know, um, that was kind of the idea of uh, of doing the outdoors was you know to try to solidify my spot there and see if there's a way I can make all this work. But at the moment, it's just me. Um, you know, I, I think Rick would maybe have a little bit of interest there to to maybe help me. You know, get to a few of these races. But uh, overall, I'm I'm just trying to see what's possible. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of full. Uh, in the U S at least full we'll kind of maybe privateer kind of style at the moment, just yeah. trying to of together some stuff and see if I can get some bikes or if I can get some support. And, um, you know, there's, like I said, that's why there's been a, a lot of phone calls here lately just to try and see what's even possible. So if yeah. I can piece something together and it doesn't cost me like an insane amount of money out of my own pocket, then I, I'm going to go do it. Um, it's, it's like I said, it's just more racing, you know, it's not necessarily for any other reason than just to race. And, you know, if I'm comfortable on this bike, which I've felt a lot more comfortable than I anticipated the first, two days then I, I feel like I, I have a legit shot to go there and do really well so um, that's what I want to do you know I, I want to go prove my point and you know show everybody that I can ride at a very high level and deserve to be somewhere you know we're in this realm of factory rides and uh, that's always the goal you know but at the end of the day this you got to take what you got and right now that's WSX but uh, if I can squeeze that in I, I definitely would like to I think that'd be a really cool opportunity to do this yeah well, I mean the SMX playoffs there
0: I mean looking at the, the, the prize money alone looks very impressive something like you Sen- Sen- five grand for um uh, for 10th place which was (laughs) quite uh uh, quite an incredible amount so uh yeah they're obviously putting some money into it which is definitely going to attract as many as possible so yeah uh, i fully appreciate why they do that and then just to touch on uh, thunder valley as well just just happened obviously um yeah, Mr. Masterpool proved that the Private Kawasaki could do quite well for himself. for you uh, sort of yeah,
1: quite him on there? <laughs> yeah, dude, that was, that was incredible, dude. He was absolutely on it. And he's, uh, you know, I was teammates with him at Star. You know, he's from Texas. I'm from Oklahoma. And I know him and his whole family. And, dude, he's he's good. He's really good on a dirt bike. You know, he's got a lot of skill. He knows how to ride the outdoors. Um, it was just impressive to watch. You know, he was passing a lot of really, really good guys. Um, and, I mean, dude, the first moto made it look relatively easy. He was on the ground at one point off the start <laughs> and came back. And I was just like, dude, this kid is on rails right now. So it was just, it was impressive. You know, it was really cool to watch um, you know, just kind of solidifies the fact of, you know, I, I think that that kid's a a really hard worker. He, you know, rides the right way for, for the outdoor series. And, um, yeah, he did, he did really, really good. It was cool to see, you know, somebody else just mixing it up. It made it exciting. You know, um, Jed has been riding pretty out of this world this year, (laughs) Um, up until this point, you know, to go six for six and to make it look really easy is, um, you know, almost a lot of people would be like, Hey, it's boring, but dude, I could just watch jet ride all day. It's incredible to watch. You can learn a lot from watching the dude ride and we're witnessing some pretty pretty cool stuff right now from from him it's pretty legendary stuff and um yeah to see ty do that on, on a privateer, pretty much Cowie effort was was pretty impressive so um for me it got me excited you know it made me want to go out there i'm not saying i could go run ty masterpool but um it just made me excited, you know, for, for opportunity you know it made me want to get out there and and race you know I've, I've wanted to get out there and race the whole time but we've been injured and just kind of starting riding so uh if i can shoot for a few of these then man i, I really want to i've never raced an outdoor on a 450 before So um, that's something I really want to do. I feel like I can do well on it. And uh, if we get a good setup going and I can get some time under my belt, that would be, uh, that'd be the goal. Yeah. Nice. I mean, just to actually something I forgot to ask there, it's just popped back into my head there after the
0: 2022 injuries, did they linger into 23 at all? Did you go into this year pretty full strength or were you still struggling with those a little bit? No, I I was
1: actually pretty good as far as those. Um, It was was both arms, wasn't it? It It was, sorry, it was both arms, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the right wrist and then the left arm and the left arm healed up good. You know, that was good to go in six weeks, nothing crazy. I had the burn on my side and you know, that was not a big deal either. Uh, just a scan graph and it was good to go. But the, the right wrist was pretty, um, pretty big one you know, here that, that took a long time for for it to heal fully and then once to get it fully healed it was getting the range of motion back and that's something i'm going to deal with you know for the rest of my life as long as i'm racing it's just limited range of motion um if you take off for too long it gets pretty stiff pretty sore like you really have to i have to be very vigilant about this thing and right. uh, make sure it's loose and you know making sure it's good to go yeah. um so that's something I'm always going to have to deal with. But um, as far as coming into this year, no, we were, we were good to go. I was healthy. I felt really fit. Um, everything was honestly really good. We just didn't have enough time. You know, I, I got the Honda deal a little bit late. Um, I didn't start riding it until the end of October didn't get on Supercross till november so we were just a little late to the game on everything um and that was a really big transition for me you know going from the star 250 to to that honda 450 it's kind of polar opposite characteristics so um i, I just wish we could have had more time like i said at the end of the series i got the bike really to, to my liking i was pretty happy with it um but it just took all the way till then to, to kind of get to that point so that was almost like it was cool that we found it but almost kind of frustrating in a way you know so um it was one of those things where i just wish we had more time on our side and that's we didn't have that you know so yeah. uh so that sucked and then after a1 we had the you're supposed to go to Oakland and we had to cancel that race. So we had a weekend off and actually ended up tearing my groin in, in that week right there. So I didn't ride in between the first, I think I want to say up until round four or five, I wasn't riding during the week. So we are just kind of showing up and winging it on the weekends, you know? So, um, you yeah, know, as racers, we always have some sort of injury and, um, that one just kind of hung on with me a lot longer than I anticipated. But, uh, overall it was, like I said, a, a good season. I can't be mad at it. It was a good opportunity. Uh, learned a lot and you know, I wish I could have had some better finishes, but, uh, that's, that's, that's always in hindsight, you know. So uh, as long as we learn from it, build, and go into next year, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy with it. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I, I know that uh, situation there with, with the arms because my
0: cousin had the um, had to basically move his clutch lever to his right-hand handlebar because he, he couldn't move his fingers up away from it so yeah yeah, he had it it to that point it's literally six years on from the injury and he's only just been able to now use the clutch lever on the left side so yeah it's uh, yeah nasty nasty stuff but yeah Yeah. that's the sort of thing we had to have the sort of bungees on your your fingers is it to sort of lift them up that's that's the way he he had anyway so yeah Yeah. i guess a similar thing (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. kind of similar mine was just weird because the the first row of bones since i dislocated my wrist that first little row of carpal bones right there was um i broke a few of them too but that was dislocated and so then once i have to pin it and make sure that doesn't Doesn't move anymore. Um, It just is so stagnant for so long that it just gets stuck, and it just does not want to move. So that was like the biggest issue was just getting some movement back, and that took forever. And then obviously the numbness too. And I didn't have feeling for you know months after the surgery, and that was kind of scary. I'm like, dude, if I never get the feeling back, I'm going to be pretty like that's going to suck. So uh, I was pretty pretty nervous about that. Then it slowly started to come, and then now I actually have full feeling in, in my hand, and I can use everything the way I. I used to. It's just uh, some limited movement. So I got lucky. Honestly, I, I got very lucky. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. So yeah, but back, back to the um, Thunder Valley. I mean, yeah, Jet, 30 laps led out
0: of 30 and it's going to be a, sim, uh, a familiar story now. Uh, was that sort of how he was riding as well? Because he obviously you were there with the team. Was he practicing that much on the 450 outdoors as
1: well to get used to it? Um, I wasn't in Florida, as, you know, as much. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So I, whenever I went there during the Daytona stretch, I went and stayed at, at their compound uh, and rode down there with those guys for that week um, before Daytona. And he was doing some 450 stuff then, but on Supercross. Right. Then uh, he was riding outdoors during the 250 breaks, obviously in, in between. Um, but I don't know if he had like an insane amount of time on it. But you know, for him, I think his you know riding style, the technique, everything that he does, fits a 450 really, really well, and. um, A lot of the stuff that that I had tested in Supercross, they were able to use for for the outdoor setup for his bike, Um, but him and Chase are on two different, completely different setups, chassis-wise, It's yeah okay. i mean polar opposite setup so um chase is on last year's bike you know and it was a lot different um than than the new frame and the new everything that that uh, jets on so um just a bunch of new new different stuff and dude he just fits it really well um everything he does is about perfect you know so um yeah it's it's been crazy to watch you know obviously he's I mean, you can say at this point a generational talent, you know, he's really, really good. And, um, he's got the credentials to back that up all day. So, uh, it's, it's just been cool to watch, you know, he's, he's a yeah. good kid that he comes from a really good family and getting to know those guys this year was cool. You know, I, I raced jet in 21, um, during that series. And, uh, I, I got to know him a little bit, but not to the extent of obviously being around him a lot like I was this year. And, um, dude, they're, they're good people, you know, really good family. You know, that kid, so he's got his head on straight. He knows what he wants to do and really focus on it, him and him and Hunter both. So, um, yeah, it's just cool, you know, to, to get to know them a little bit and see how this is all working for them. It's It's been crazy. It was very crazy, but cool. Nice. So, do you, do you uh, like to sort of remind them that you were the last person
0: to beat them to a the championship? Is that something that uh, you're quite proud of?
1: <laughs> I actually didn't even realize that till the other day. Somebody, somebody was telling me that, and I was like, wow, like that's <laughs> kind of crazy to think about that, you know, I was the last one to actually even beat him in anything. Um, it's it's yeah, pretty wild think about but uh yeah i mean he's obviously grown a lot since then he's really, <laughs> yeah he's a di- completely different guy than, than he was then but i can Wait. still hat on that i can hang my hat on that for yeah for sure
0: yeah, yeah. The, all, these, all these phone calls you're making you know you, just to say you know i yeah. was the last guy
1: <laughs> it really was hey you know that guy that's dominating right now yeah i was the last guy to beat him so i mean hey yeah, it's uh no, it, it, is cool, it is cool that was a fun series uh it was cool getting to race him like that but dude he has been on an absolute tear since then um, Yeah. Just the maturity, and you know, just how much better he's progressed, and uh, dude, it's it's crazy. It's cool to watch. It really is from a fan's perspective. It's really cool. I mean, I'm I'm jealous. Obviously, I wish I could do some of the things he could do on a dirt bike. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> been, yeah, he's special. I mean, Justin
0: Starling was saying that because uh, he practices with Chase Sexton a lot, and he came on yeah. our show not long ago, um, and he was saying that Chase has it has the bike set up so it's almost like he can get right over the front of the bike. Um, but he's almost got to sort of try and pull his bars back because he goes too far over the front, and that's how he has this little sort of washouts. Um, yeah. Did you did you
1: try his setup? Did you, did you find that? I mean, how different was your setup to his? Uh, we were a little more similar, for sure, um, just because the, the direction they went with Kenny for so long was um, a lot different than, than what Chase wanted um, and how he approached the bike setup and the way he liked it. Um, Kenny was just a little bit different in, in that aspect. Um, not, not good or bad, just, it was just different, you know? So, uh, whenever I came on board, I think it was good because I tried to steer the team in a, in a lot different direction than they'd ever been before. Um, as far as the direction they even want to go with, um, fork and shock chassis, um, where I felt like we needed some weight, you know, where the power was on the bike, kind of everything. So, um, me and Chase were somewhat similar. He had some different stuff on his engine than, than I preferred, you know, different clutch system, different cam, uh, um, um, different flywheel, things like that. Um, just stuff that he thought was a little bit better. But fork and shock-wise, we were somewhat similar there at the end, for sure. Um, we ended up liking a lot of the same sort of characteristics, but I, I think it's more just, if you're used to the Honda and the Honda chassis, um, you're used to the bike sitting a little more stink bug. You know, it's a little higher in the rear, it's a little softer in the front, and that's just the yeah. way that bike naturally likes to sit. And, yeah. you know, Chase and the Lawrence brothers, they've been on the Hondas for years, you know. Um, for me, coming from a Yamaha, which is like I said, a lot different characteristic than the Honda. It was just a, it was a big jump. You know, I'm not used to the bike having so much movement in the front, the rear being so tall and, you know, kind of steering with the front end because it can kind of go wherever you want it to go. I mean, it can turn around a pop can. It can turn really, really tight. But um, I wasn't used to that. You know, the Yamaha the yeah. was set a lot lower in the rear. It had an air fork and it was always up. It never was sitting really low in the stroke. So um, it just took a long time, you know, to kind of get used to that kind of feeling. Then at the end, we had a much more slower progressive fork And, um, it was a lot more predictable with where it was, but, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of chases, you know, little crashes and tip overs and things like that. I mean, the kid's just going fast as hell. I mean, he's going so fast, you know, and and he's a bigger guy as it is anyway. Yeah. And then, like I said, the way that bike likes to be set up, it likes to be ran a little bit softer. You know, you can't just run that thing super stiff. So um, whenever you have to run it a little bit softer, that's kind of what you run into sometimes. You know, when you're pushing the envelope that bad and you really get into it, sometimes there's a lot of weird flex in some spots, and uh, he would look up and, and be on the ground, you know. So I, I could see some of the crashes. Um, you know, that some of them I'm just like, dude, this kid's just going, he's pushing the envelope. You know, it's just what happens sometimes. So uh, the unfortunate side of it. But, uh, yeah, yes. every And some of it was, you know, a little bit of... The way that bike is flexing, and you know how soft they have to run it um, in order for it to be comfy for Chase. So, uh, I'd say a little bit of both. But uh, yeah, his, his bike setup and everything—it wasn't too crazy different from mine. Um, it honestly wasn't too bad. But before that, you know, Kenny and his—I think we were, were polar opposites. So we were definitely <laughs> a little bit closer for sure.
0: Oh, nice one, good stuff.
1: And then uh, yeah, obviously you have the
0: factory KTM's duking out there, Cooper and uh, and Aaron Plessinger, and of yeah. course uh, yeah, AC and, and Dylan were scrapping out with Master Paul getting in amongst yeah. the mix. Um, yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how Kenny gets amongst them there. I mean, AP's obviously just matched his career best second overall in the four fifties anyway, and it would be great to see him go a bit further up. How do you yeah. think Kenny's going to go into that mix? Do you think he's going to maybe get podium or uh, yeah? Where, where do you see it going, especially at a place where he's he's actually I found out he's unbeaten at High Point. He's uh, he's won yeah. two uh, out two, uh, two on Suzuki's overall anyway. He just dropped one moto out of two, uh, uh, two wins he had there. But yeah, how do you think he's going to going to see it at that sort of circuit?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, he picked a good race to come back for sure. I mean, he's really, really good at high point. He just gels with that track. You know, it, it takes a lot of, um, you know, finesse that track does. You can't just really hammer everywhere. Um, you got to kind of try and piece that track together with, it's a lot more off camber than it seems Too on TV. It doesn't seem that bad. And you go in person, you're like, wow, these downhills are big. Um, you know, it's really off camber, it's just, it's really technical track. So, um, it makes sense why he always does so good there, but it's really hard to say, you know, when you haven't been in the series, it's tough just to jump in and kind of go. Yeah. Um, but if any, anybody- Anybody can do it, you know, I feel like Ken would, would be a guy that can do it. I mean, like I said, he's a, a very, very good rider, a generational talent. And, um, you know, if anyone, like I guess, that can run up there and run that pace and maybe try and contend with Jed, it could be a guy like Ken. So, uh, I'm excited. It'll be a nice little addition to the series. Something cool to watch on TV. I wish I was there, but because uh, I, I really like High Point myself, but uh, yeah. it'll be cool, man. I hope he fits right in and, and can give give him a run for his money. Make it interesting for the fans, but uh, we'll see. I mean, this, this group of guys that's going now, I feel like it's got a good pace. You know, the you know AP Coop, uh, Ferandez, all these guys, I think are, are at a good level, but jet's just making it look really easy at at the moment and uh yeah it's just it's crazy but that's why i'm like even more respect for for jet because i know they're those guys aren't going slow you know like they're going really fast and he's just going that much faster but yeah uh, yeah i I really think kenny's going to do well i I think he could fit in with that with that group pretty well especially at high point so i'm excited man it's going to be going to be interesting this weekend Yeah, absolutely, and um, yeah, Jet hasn't even given anybody a sort of head start, has he? He's just
0: been straight into into the lead almost instantly, which is uh, just another one of those things that just uh, makes it happen. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure most of the industry and most of the fans are almost not wishing anything wrong to go wrong to anybody, but almost wishing Jet wouldn't get quite so perfect a start, so you can see how he he pulls through. would be uh, very entertaining, especially if you get someone like Kenny... Can get the start and bolt. Uh, that would be yeah. uh, very interesting to see how that pans out for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, just to look at the um, the two fifties then in, in that sense. I mean, uh, yeah, Hunter not quite as perfect as his brother, but still managing to get three overall wins out of three. I mean, um, yeah. the two fifties a completely different bike, isn't it? Uh, between on the Honda side,
1: is that is yeah, that right? Yeah, A a lot of good similarities, but still, I mean, 250 to 450 is just just night and day different, really. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Hunter's been on a tear. He's been riding so good, especially second motos. But that 250 class, I think, is just bred to be a little more chaotic. You know, there's a lot lot of guys and uh, a lot of kids that just want to send it. So, um, for for him, I think he's he's been very in control of, of the series so far. Like he has the upper hand on I think on everybody pretty good. Um, but obviously, sometimes the bad starts w- would kind of get him. He gets stuck. Um, but if he gets up front, he's I, I think pretty hard to beat. You know for sure uh, for anybody. But uh, yeah, there's been some kids that have been riding really good. I mean, a lot of these star the star kids have been riding well. You know, Hayden's riding good. Justin Cooper, Levi rode well this past weekend. Um, yeah, the 250 class just it's crazy. But it, it makes it so fun to watch. Like I wish there was more more action there, but. Um, uh, dude, it's it's awesome. It's been been fun to watch so far. I mean, it must have been uh, cheered a little bit for your old team there when you had four star Yamaha's at
0: the front at one point. Like first, yeah. the fourth were all star racing Yamaha's. I guess I guess yeah. the um,
1: altitude sorts out like, the, uh, the, the the bikes that can do it from those that <laughs> those that don't do so well. I guess. Oh I mean, yeah. You know? yeah every single time yeah going to Thunder Valley we were always pumped so I'm like dude our bikes are so good you know like we <laughs> on, on everybody here you know so it was it was cool going to Thunder valley I was pumped on that one so uh yeah that was obviously proved to be true this past weekend those those bikes were up front on the start and, and qualifying I think there were you know all four of them were up in the top five or something yeah. like that so um yeah that's to be expected man those bikes are really good um they, it's it's a good team you know they 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 up against some really tough competition and you know in hunter right now but uh yeah they they're doing really well man I think that whole class has been good and um you know even Shimoda's got got his got his days um yeah. He's like could be up there for a race win and, and whatnot, and uh, it's been exciting. I was bummed to see to see Tom crash, uh, to see Vial go down. Mm. That was that was unfortunate, but uh, yeah, man, that's a it's a good class right now. It's a really competitive 250 class, and uh, future's bright. There's a lot of really good kids that are gonna move up in a few years that'll be uh, carrying carrying the sport at that point for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, oh, got somebody at the door.
1: <laughs> My dog's going bananas, pretty cool.
0: <laughs> that's right we've got bradley with a sleeping pug on here snoring in the background yeah. so yeah get, getting that taken care of on the edit has been a bit of a challenge but yeah all good for oh. uh but yeah i mean um yeah you say you mentioned joe and it, it was interesting to hear um uh james stewart say on the uh the, the broadcast how people know he doesn't race as hard i mean uh, is that something that you you have a mental note of when you're racing people that you that you know you think okay well i can ride around the outside here because this guy isn't the sort that would take me out uh, and then also i'd be interested to hear your hear your thoughts on um uh Uh, Deegan um, moving around and looking over and Mm -hmm. almost the the, the cross-jump sort of thing that uh, people have been talking about. I mean, what what was your take on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as Joe goes, yeah, I mean, he's um, obviously he's he's a a nice guy. He's a super nice kid. Um, And and I I think that plays on you a little bit, especially more now that I'm in the 450 class. You really have to know who you're around. Um, You know, like if you're going to race a little bit differently if you're battling with Barsha than if you're battling with somebody else, you know, that's just the way that that is, you know. So, um, you know, certain guys have certain reputations and they know they're gonna they're gonna race you hard or you know maybe some guy will lay up a little bit more and uh, you can have a little more trust in who you're around but uh, yeah I mean that's definitely a thing for sure um, whether Joe's that or not I'm you know I'm not sure I haven't raced him enough to really say but uh, yeah and, it, and Hayden is um I mean, the kid's a racer. I have to respect that kid. I mean, he shows up wanting to race. He doesn't care who you are. He'll race you exactly the same. But, um, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, obviously, I think is a little, a little sketchy sometimes, you know, the, the cross jump or whatever. I mean, if you're going to try and keep somebody behind you, there's certain ways to do it. Um, and he's he's going for it. Like I, like I said, I respect it. Um, but, obviously, you don't want to see anybody, you know, crash or get tangled up by, by doing something like that as well. So yeah. Uh, I think there's a fine line when it comes to to that stuff. You know, like if you want to hit somebody with a little brake check or whatever, I mean, that's that's racing. It happens. Yeah. Um but you know, when you're jumping across people and you know doing some stuff like that, it definitely can get a little dangerous pretty quick. So um, just got to be careful with that one. But uh, like I said, I, I I like the kid, He's, he's a racer. He puts it on the line every time, and I, I respect that for sure. I, I think the kid's got a bright future too, for sure. Yeah, it's very
0: exciting to watch, and I mean, you can see there. I mean, the likes you got some more youngsters coming through. The likes of Chance Hymus had a great second moto there in third. Yep. Another part of this Honda crew that seemed to be, uh, they almost seem to be returning to the the times of the sort of 80s and 90s. There, the Honda seems mm-hmm. to be, really being now the the rig to to be around and obviously you you've been there as part of that um, was chance
1: homson on on the radar when you were in amongst the team there yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, obviously knew chances on the team. He came out and rate or rode, um, some Supercross with me preseason. And then during the season, um, getting ready for, you know, the East coast rounds he was doing. And, um, whenever he was out here preseason, it, it was cool to watch because that kid has progressed a, a lot, you know, at, at a pretty staggering rate, how much better he is. He's gotten, um, and how bright I think his future is too. He's, he's pretty overlooked, um, when hmm. it comes to the amateur side of stuff, um, going into the pros, obviously he signed with factory Honda, huge, huge deal, but, um, yeah. I I still felt like he was almost a little overlooked in a way. So um, I was really pumped to see him get third. That's where, I feel like he can run up in that pace. Um, like I said, he's also he's he's a rookie, and it's tough, you know, for rookies to jump in and be really good. It's it's pretty much it's a rarity, you know, for rookies to do that. It's really hard to do. So, um, he's he's accomplishing a lot pretty quick. So I, I think same thing. He's got a really bright future. He's a really good kid. I love to be around Chance. He's he's funny. He's uh, he's got a really good personality. He fits in really well with the whole Honda crew right now. So, um, yeah, I, I think I definitely got a bright future. I'm excited. And he, he does everything very technically well too. Like you can tell, he's riding with Jet and Hunter a lot yeah Um, and he's working with burner Uh, michael burns really good at on the bike kind of stuff and uh he's just he does everything really well um doesn't look like it's rushed doesn't look out of control ever he's very in control and um yeah everything he does is pretty spotless so like i said i think that's going to lead to him getting a lot better um once he gets more comfortable and then he'll probably start to take off from there so i i think he's got a a bright future for sure one of the brightest
0: yeah it's interesting you say like he tends to get overlooked a little bit because we, we did actually invite him to to be on this show, and he he was nice enough to reply. We do get a few people ignore but uh, he was nice enough yeah. to reply on that side. And uh, yeah, he just said that he d- didn't really want to speak his mouth off, he didn't really want to um, uh, you know, do much press and, and talk about things much, he just wanted to focus on the racing. So, um, yeah, yeah obviously, um, the time will come, I guess, when he does uh, a bit more of yeah. this stuff, but uh, yeah, for now, obviously, he's very very focused, so yeah, can't i uh, can't argue with that. I mean, you know fair play to him for even uh, replying and and saying so Uh, on that note, I did find it quite um, entertaining how well-trained Hunter was on the interview that he would not be drawn. (laughs) He tried to tried to talk to him about Deegan. He was like, here's what it is.
1: (laughs) I thought he was very, very well-trained on that side. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can tell they've, they've, I mean, they've been through a lot too, you know, like, yeah, Hunter's kind of beyond his years a little bit, you know, and experience and just racing and everything. I mean, it's been racing for a long time at a high level, you know, so, uh, at the professional rank. So, um, yeah, they've been through a lot, you know, that's like any kind of drama racing. I'm sure it's not the first time they've seen any of it, you know? So, um, yeah, for them, I'm sure it's nothing new, just, just another day at the office and that's the way they treat it. Um, and you can tell, you know, like they win, it's not like a crazy high celebration or anything. No, it's kind it's of not, yeah. to work, you know, very professional, very, very focused, you know, very, um, in control and knowing what they want to accomplish and i think that's pretty cool and you can tell you know you can really visually see what what they're trying to go after and it's a lot bigger than today or tomorrow so um so that's pretty cool to see you know it's it's kind of inspiring in a way you know that i think Dazzy and that whole crew has just done a really good job of keeping the kids grounded and um, making sure they're focused yeah good stuff good to see justin cooper take a win as well wasn't it? it is his first one of the year i mean uh, do yep. you know him pretty well from your time at star as well yeah, yeah, we were teammates pretty much the whole time. You know, um, he came on board in, in 17, uh, I do believe, and um somewhere around there and uh yeah yeah good kid it was cool to see that and uh yeah that whole team just just really good people i got a kind of a soft spot in my heart for all those guys uh just being around for so long you know so bobby and all those guys there, just man they're they're good people you know they're good people they know what they're doing they know how to run a successful race team and they've been successful for a while now like i said they're they're going up against some some giants right now the, the honda giants but uh yeah. man, they're a really good team they're gonna win more motos more races and uh, they'll be successful for a while. It was, would, would have been uh, tempting if you had had a, a phone call to, to replace uh, the number three. <laughs> it would have been very tempting. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would have loved to see that one go, but uh, after yeah. I mean, they had Dylan coming back and a handful of things going on, it just uh, you know wouldn't have really worked. But, uh, yeah, of yeah. course. Definitely would have been tempting for sure. <laughs> really? sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus, man, I got a lot going on right now. <laughs> people calling, but uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. Like I said, at least I, you know, we ended all really well there, and I, I have a really good relationship with all those guys still. So uh, yeah, never know. The, the sports weird, man. You, you end up working together with with people you never thought you would, and it all comes full circle at one point. It uh, it always does.
0: Yeah, first first year in this full time for me, I can definitely guarantee, uh, definitely back up your point that the sport is very, very weird.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> is. So man. About it's weird, it's, it's definitely weird in a lot of different ways. But uh, it always comes full circle. You know, you need a favor later on. You you want to end it well with with people and not burn any yeah. bridges. Um, luckily, I feel like I've been able to do that, so that's been a good thing. <laughs> nice one so we normally do ask people to predict
0: results of the races to come so the podiums for 450 and 250 so uh sorry to put you on the spot colt but we've got no brad to ask yep. this week i'll get his vote when uh, i get hold of him and he has said to me that yeah the kids are uh, just playing up too much so he's just helping out his uh, his other half there so yeah sadly brad won't be able to join us but i'll get his um yeah. votes later because he's been kicking my ass on the predictions all year uh okay. so uh,
1: yeah uh your podium for 250 sir where would you go uh podium for 250 i'll, I'll have to go hunter um It's hard to bet against him at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'll go Hunter for a win. Um, Trying to think. Who rides high point very well? The sleeper, I I don't know if he'll be on the podium, but the sleeper will be Jalik Swole. Um, Okay. He's really good at at high point. Um, He will be, I I think, inside the top five battling for a podium. He's he's really good there. Um, But the rest of the guys, I would say, um, I think – I think Kitchen's got a, I think he'll have a good ride this weekend. I, I think he'll be on the podium. Um, I don't know about two or three, but I'll say, I'll say Hunter, Levi, and then I'll say, uh, who else has even been on the podium this year? I will go, um, I'll go Shimoda. I think he's due a, I think he's due a podium. So I'll go those three for the 250 and then uh, 450, Jet One. Um, that's, that's an obvious. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, I think Kenny and uh, I think AP rides rides High Point really well. Um, So I would say it's – I think maybe Kenny AP um, for for the top three. That could be switched maybe a little bit, but uh – I don't know. I, I just Kenny's going to make it interesting. I, I think to to some extent. I hope he can get a good start. And if he gets a good start, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, I'm excited, man. I, I, I don't know how those picks are going to do, but that's just what I feel like might might work out for them. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you how you got on uh, after the race. I'll send you the message if you've got yeah, sure any yeah. of the guests so far. There was, there was a guests cup, so we'll sort that one out for you. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and so far I've not got better than any any guests, so I'm going to try and play it safe this week. So yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I've been terrible this year, awful, yeah. really bad. Um, but at least I'm picked Max Foden like Bradley has, has a couple of times. So that's because okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, Max is he got closer again at the weekend. And it's like, come on, Max. You know, yeah. I I'm actually a big fan of his dad. I thought because his dad raced in Europe. Um, yeah. you know Talen was uh, uh, and he was great in the uh, in the pits and stuff when I was a teenager said hello and all that really nice guy and uh, yeah it's got a soft spot for the London family it'd be great to see yeah. them do well um even try and get Max over here they'd be nice but I'm not sure that's uh, viable anymore as it was there yeah. Uh, um, yeah so let's go for I think yeah jet 450 I can't argue with you there and yeah. um, I'll go uh, for Ferrandis second and uh, AP third yeah that's, thats solid that's very solid too. Yeah, I think that will be the idea. I'm going to go yep. for Cooper in the 250s. I think Justin could well do that one. Um, and then Hunter second, just because I know Brad's going to pick Hunter. so. Uh, yeah. got to pick different. I get some points back? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like your point about Joe. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the return of RJ. Let's get RJ Hampshire on the podium again. Yeah, that's
1: hard to bet. Hard to bet against RJ, dude. He'll give you some. That's for damn sure. So yeah, it's hard to bet against him.
0: Yeah, I'll need to be cheering for him or shouting at him at the uh, at the TV at that point. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Great stuff. So we're just coming to the to the end of our time
0: here, Colt. Okay. So yeah, thanks so much for being on. Uh, one thing we always like to try and end it on a bit of a positive note. Um, oh yeah, just got to give a quick shout out as well to our British rider Joel Rizzy. Got into the points uh, at the weekend, so well done to him for 18th. Just uh, on a bog standard gas gas, and then he's flying thanks. back. And he's he's racing the British Championship with us this weekend. We're on commentating, so that'd be fun. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah course, uh, Joel do well. But if uh, anybody in America fancies giving Joel a ride, I know he'd be definitely keen to get back on the plane across the Atlantic. So uh, yeah, anybody wants. I, I, I might say to him have you been training on a 450 yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if not, you need to get on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just to um, ask a lot of riders, just to finish things off on a positive note, I probably know the answer to this, but um, it's a standard question there. What would you say so far is your actual best moment in the sport? Say the day when you've gone in the truck on the way home, just like absolutely buzzing to be part of motocross. What would you say was that for you? Uh, best
1: moment? Yeah. Um... Probably a few, actually. My, my first podium in 2016 on the Cycle Trader bike at Oakland, that was a pretty big, big one for me. Um, that was a pretty legendary time for me, too, to get that podium. And then, uh, obviously, the championship in 21 was huge. But, um, honestly, probably the one before that was would have been Indy. Um, at Indy Supercross that year, we had the three races at Indy after the first and second round. Um, after the second round going home, I was pretty pretty ecstatic I felt like I was in a really good spot and um I was just really really happy I was pumped with how the series was going then obviously the championship at Salt Lake was cool but Jet beat me at that one I was pretty bummed I felt like I should have won that race but uh, uh, I was pretty bummed I was like man I won the title and that's great but I feel like I could have won that race so I'm actually a little it was bittersweet like, I was bummed but at the same time I'm like dude I just won the title like, who champion, like yeah. <laughs> yeah who cares but um yeah th- those those were the ones that stick out for sure yeah, it's, uh, it definitely
0: does matter, doesn't it? To win, to, win, to yeah. take a championship with a win, I think, is, uh, yeah, is uh, yeah, is very much worth it. But, um, yeah, trust the Lawrence to spoil your party there. But, yeah, like you say, you got yeah. one. You got one. And don't forget that on the phone call. Yeah, we got We're, on. On. Yeah, we got We're doing these deals.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amen
0: great stuff okay so just give a quick thanks to our sponsors there before we end the recording and I'll chat to you a little bit afterwards mm-hmm. as well but uh, yeah just to thank our sponsors Kawasaki Motors UK who have announced the KLX 140R lineup for youth riders with electric starts three different sizes from juniors all the way up to preparing riders for adult bike racing so please contact your local dealership for more information on the KLX 140R range uh, thanks to Golf Race Fuels who are across sports cars single seaters motorcycle racing and further afield the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline and also to to as3 performance Uh, as3 performance stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for 1980s evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes and uh yeah thanks also to even strokes who support the uh, website here uh mxvice help us out So go to evenstrokes.com if you're in the uk and use the code bradwheeler10 that's bradwheeler10 get 10 percent off just for listening to this podcast so yeah thanks to listening all the way through thanks again colt been a pleasure to have you on sir and um, hopefully, I'll be uh, seeing you in the pits in uh, in Birmingham. And uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy our fair island while you're staying here. So, uh, oh, what's, yeah. the, what's the plan? Do you know Where are you staying? You've got everything all sorted out. How long are you going to be? Uh, in this?
1: I think I think the team is kind of got it somewhat sorted. I think we'll be at a Marriott somewhere, somewhere downtown, um, close yeah, to 10, 10, 15 minutes. I have no idea, to be honest with you, no idea. But we'll see. Well, hopefully, we'll get that sorted. I just booked my flight like two days ago, so we've been a little behind the eight ball. But uh, we're getting it. One thing at a time. Um, so I can. So I called you that you froze there briefly say that again after the Marriott bit oh I just said I'd, I just booked my flight like three days ago so I'm a little behind the eight ball but uh, you know what we're one, one day at a time we're, we're getting it as we go but man I'm excited I'm really pumped to see everybody there and uh, yeah I'll be looking forward to it
0: Good stuff. Well, yeah, there's some good uh, some good food to be had in Birmingham as well. So yeah, if you're stuck, I'll you see if I can give you some pointers. For,
1: uh, oh yeah, just, yeah, I'm very excited about that too. I need to go explore and try as much as I can do it. So I'll need some pointers for sure. Yeah, you're not too bad on the food there, because like I know a few American
0: guys are a bit uncertain about the sort of foreign foods there, especially when you get out to like Singapore. You're just looking forward to that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, hopefully we don't get you know sick or, or anything like that. But uh, no, that's kind of the fun part about you know exploring and traveling is trying the new foods and seeing what it's like and. Uh, you know, trying to see what the culture is. So I'm excited, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Fantastic. Okay. Well, yeah. We look forward to having you here. So yeah, great stuff. Thanks so much, Colt. Thank you every- to everybody for listening.
0: Uh, next week we have got Mr. Benny Bloss joining us. So that'd be cool. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, get plenty more guests lined up for you here. So uh, yeah, keep uh, your alerts coming on MX Vice for your podcasts. Uh, that's been the MX Vice SMX Review Show. Thank you, Colt. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Speak to you again. Take care. Yep, Thanks, Ben. See ya.